this is an emergency broadcast In the event you start showing your ass the facts Moving too fast for cash, doing too much too fast They say the last will be first and the first will be last The first estate that you have is the estate of your mind Yes. The first piece of land that you have is your mind And take note all these estates, I'm going to share with you three of them mm. They all grow grass on them mm. And the first one is your hair which is your grass, mm. which protects your estate that hangs between your two ears. Okay. Which talks to your software on the mental level. Sure. Only when you're in charge of your mindset can you move over to the next piece of land mm. that hangs between your legs. Okay. What quality of seed are you planting? And what quality of seed is being planted on you? Because mm. this speaks of posterity. This speaks of continuity. Mm. This is not for lease. This, and if this is not fully owned, we say the genitalia of a drunken man and a drunken woman does not belong to them. Mm. It becomes a playfield of anyone who is sober. Woo! Rape cases have happened between male and female. Okay. When the mental space has been tempered with in mm. terms of consciousness. My God. And many people would rather live in permanent intoxication so that they are not aware of their genitalia. I'm speaking at a highly political level. Go ahead. That in the drunkenness of our politics, we've forgotten the value that hangs between our legs. Okay. It is difficult, therefore, to give people land which is underneath their feet when they don't own the land that is above their shoulders mm. and they don't have power over the land that hangs on their loins. Mm. So tell us. Uh, Let me shift gears a little bit and pick your brains a little bit, man, if y'all got a minute. Yeah. What's up? Outside of the, um, doing stuff like food drives and stuff like that, what do you think um, is another way that we can have a positive outreach into the community? Try to stop some of this dumb shit that's going on. That literally going to take Bread and funding because they need activity. Right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't live, I live in Montgomery County. I'm from Philly. You know what I'm saying? I live in Montgomery County now. Moved on up. Yeah. Moved on up, brother. You know, God, God's blessing definitely did. <laughs> Look. Look ahead, man. But, um, our head is structure. It's structure for every age group. You know what I'm saying? My son is, what, seven? We've been living out here since he was born. You know, they got a basketball team. Every park out here has an activity. Out of Thorpe, out of whatever, however you say, out of a Thorpe Park has a golf course. It has a basketball team. It has uh, two swimming pools. You know what I'm saying? And they actively use them where in the city, the playgrounds just fall apart, you know what I'm saying, without being used. And if they do restructure something or do build it back up, it's behind somebody's name and it's some a cheap, you know, political tactic behind it that it never gets used for anything. Like when we was younger, we had the pile. Where the piles at? You know what I'm saying? There's nothing for them to do. That's the and that and I seen that's the big difference from me living in the city than living in the county. Like out here, I really don't have to worry about my kids running the street because they don't want to run the street you know what i'm saying they leave the crib they leave with a direction to go to 
like I'm leaving when they leave here, they're going to something, some yes. kind of practice, some kind of you know what I'm saying? When they do hang out, it's a structured place for them to hang out out here within the community. You know what I mean? They have a little hangout area built for them where it's mentors and people for them to talk to. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's the big difference. I had to actually get used to it being uh, niggified and being from the ghetto all my life. They're moving out here with these whiteies and my kids being a, a few of the black kids in the community. I wasn't used to all that, uh, what you call leadership and togetherness. When I first moved out here, I called it these motherfuckers minding my business. You know what I'm saying? But now nah, they have open door policies for these fucking kids to go talk to people when they stressed or, you know, they, it, it's a system out here. So what need to be done for inner city youth a, some kind of structure of a system. First, one, whoever running it, the, the, the organization putting it together need to understand that in their system, there's going to be different areas of expertise that's needed for certain people to do without you sticking your nose in it. You know what I'm saying? Like people need freedom and that's what they have out here. Sad part. What's the difference between the white people, white community and the black community In the white community, regardless of what John Doe do to, John, to, to Jane Doe, they support each other. The right. white man, white people going to support that white man that beat the shit out the white woman or and they going to support the white woman that kills that white man for putting his hands on it. They don't blackball each other. You know what I'm saying? It's. So what, what need to be done a lot, my brother, change, a whole social change. But a social change, a social understanding amongst Black people need to be understood so that an organization can be organized to create a structure. You dig me? Because it's too much niggerdom and, and ignorance and... Uh, you need to act the guy some 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 major funding, some people. Yeah, been through some yeah. stuff. But but, in, uh, but until people, then, it's it, gonna it, take it, some bread. I want yeah, you know what? but but you know until what? The then, just baby did. steps, just baby steps. You know what I'm saying? Just well, I, I tell you one, I tell you one big difference, man. When I'm out in the county, as opposed to when I'm in the city, I went to school out in the county too. Like you know what I mean? So, but they got nice ass community centers, big community centers. Every I mean, park, every park out here has one. One last time, I haven't seen a nice community center in the city. You know what? The last one they built, they never even opened. The John Street joint down there by Richard Hours. They never they even opened it to the public. What if you from South Philly? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what if you from West? You dig what I'm saying? And I get what y'all saying. Y'all ain't saying nothing wrong. I agree with y'all 100%. <laughs> In fact, it's a perfect answer, man. They need activities, man. You know, yeah, at 14, at 14 no I think they consider the kids to be uh, incorrigible. So they're not worth investing in once they hit 14. But that means they can only go really one other direction. You know what I mean? Mm. They invest in all, all their money, money going to the prisons. That's why they're rich. And, and the ghetto is just, you know, just turning over. Say something else, man. When they do renovate it, a field or a center, it becomes a cash cow now. Like, 
Now you got grown ass men with organizations hogging the field so they can have their soccer and their flag football games. Because it's a nice mm-hmm. ass field. Instead of letting them kids make sure you can do that, make sure these kids got a tough ass lead. Some of y'all cats out there running around coach. And it's like the modern day purge because black people shit, not even just black people, man. Everybody better wake up because this new it's word economic at this point. This new word that I didn't learn to by doing delivery because I work for GoPuff, Uber, and all that, right? So I get to drive around all over the city and see things that I would never see if I, you know, wasn't a delivery driver. And this word right here, man, is called gentrification. It's going down. It it is. They taking, they letting the neighborhoods tear themselves up just so they can move in and stack brick on top of brick that, that people that knocked over and charge outrageous amounts of rent. And they pushing black people actually out of the cities to areas as in which I live in, the you know, into the county. Yeah. And I don't know. It's like a, it's a, it's an ass backwards exodus, but the man is taking taking back the city. And let me let me help you out with that. And right, this is just a theory I got, right? When shit get tight, people come back into the what they call the keep or the stronghold, right? Mm-hmm. They feel safe in there because everything nice and tight. It's hard to penetrate, so forth and so on, right? So I'm just gonna say it. You know, the numbers of, of, of Caucasians on the planet is diminishing, man. You know, they, they they appear to be eradicating themselves. You know what I'm saying? So they're getting a little shook now. You know what I mean? So now they want to concentrate all their efforts into into this small place. So they can so they can have a they last stand. You understand what I'm trying to say? I, I almost overstand what what, what you're trying to say, cause so it, it ain't really like a gentrification for us, yeah, but for them it's more like a revitalization. You know what I mean? I mean, right. they're scared. They, they running scared. You know what I mean? All we gotta do is just, just hold on, man. But that, that's that's a that's a scientific fact, though. That uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. ain't nothing white, made white, white man will become a, a complete what they call that a hundred percent white man will be extinct by a certain year. Hmm. He will, and, I just, and I, you know, I, I, not, not, I ain't gonna say outside of the box. Speaking like myself, because I got children by a white woman, I'm helping contribute to the white man's extinction. Because her kids not white no more. Her kids black. <laughs> you black, know, is, the, black is very big as. Even though they light skinned they still considered as black as I am. Black as Barack Obama. Yeah, white man will be extinct. So you you right. They they definitely buckling down <laughs> in, in major cities. And like my dad told me when I was 14, 15 years old, he said, watch, one day we were driving down Broad Street for, down by the uh the Divine Lorraine Hotel. If you know what I said, that's right, right with Gerard. And that's when it was burnt down and graffiti. And he told me the story that a black man owned that jump and all that. I, yeah, so so he was like, yo, you know. He said, one day, you see all this, all these niggas, all this. You know, I used to go down there and get my syrup off J Street and all that when I was a little dope head. He said, one day, 
white man gonna come back for this because all his money is in Center City. And this is the closest thing to it. He said, imagine how nice it could be if these niggas wasn't here. And then what? 15, 20 years later, guess what? They gentrified that whole area and they pushing every nigga out of there. If you not a soulless black man or you cooning in some kind of way, you, you getting moved further and further out because they don't want your kind down there. They turning it all Asian and European. You know what I'm saying? And I know I ain't get on here to, to speak about this topic, but it's fact and it's truth. You know what I'm saying? But then in the same time, it do tie into what we were saying, because you were saying what we need to do to, to do this, even if we made activities inside the community, they re-displacing the communities right now with gentrification. They busting the ghettos up. You know what I'm saying? So you can live two blocks from your best friend today, and then tomorrow he live in Bucks County, and then you live in Montgomery County because the white man want that land that's close to Center City because that's where all the money is generated and populated in this, in this metropolis, we would call it. And Gotham, that's where their money is at. Yeah, and plus they got that old ass Masonic Hall down there. Mm. Wow. It's, a, it's a that's a beautiful talk building. About that. Yeah, that's I agree. That's I agree. A, yeah, that's a beautiful architecture building. is amazing. Damn. And, and it's, I believe it's the first in the in the, in the country, ain't it? What the the one they built right off the uh, expressway? Right, right, that, that, right next to right next to right next to City Hall. Oh, you talking about the original one? The, 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 yeah. yeah. Jump off. Yeah, so my point is, yeah, they want to come back, man. They got a lot of uh they got a lot of, they got a lot of skin in that game down there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mel, Mel I want to add this to answer your question, what can we do? You know, sometimes I sometimes I look at science of life and um there's this thing called morphic resonance. And morphic resonance no, I gotta look uh, is defined by when when one behavior pattern changes, all behavior pattern changes. For example, if you see birds flying in the sky, a group of birds, you see one bird turn left, without any type of communication, left. they all turn left. Same with fish in the water. And so as, as melaninated people, we have a, a connection, like an internet connection. You know what I'm saying? But one that we born with, not one made off of technology. technology it's just the imitation of what already exists within us. In other words, when one moves, we all move. So as, as, as men, when we start changing our behavior patterns, it sends out a frequency to the rest of the community, even if we miles away from each other, where when one changes their behavior patterns, it sends out a, a, a signal for all others to change their behavior patterns. So. I spent a lot of time to myself. I did I did a lot of community work, but I spent a lot of time to myself right now because I understand that one of the biggest contributions I can make to my community right now is to change dysfunctional behavior behavior patterns that I was trained and reared in. So by doing that, I automatically send out a frequency, a signal to, to the entire planet, others to do the exact same thing. I understand that. If I understand you that, you, you like 5G, huh, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't mad at you. 
totally understand that. <laughs> Absolutely. And then it just Ooh. becomes a choice of every individual to determine what type of information they want to download. I know no, that. Yeah, but they have the examples. Nah, you all the way right. That's why we deciding to stand in the forefront of what we doing. You know what I'm saying? Because somebody got to see it. Like you say, that frequency and then the more of us together at one place, the, you know, the stronger our vibration is. You know what I mean? I mean, another example of that, Reg, like, I don't know if you noticed, but it was a time I was over your house and everybody was drinking, chilling, doing what we do. I went upstairs and was going through your dad's record collection and found the Last Poets album. Put on the Last Poet. I never heard of the Last Poets, didn't know who they was or nothing. I listened to this album. It, it was a song called Niggas is Scared of Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> and I lied to you not. I lied to you not. That night, my life changed forever. The person that you see today came from that night where I picked up that record at your dad's house. I, I mean, remember was- that night. I still got that song. I actually has that song on a flash drive, bro, that I've been carrying around and shit. Ironically, along with that tape, that infinite reality tape, right there, what I gave it back to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know that and, and other conversations with your dad, you know what I'm saying? Just you know, putting the buzz in our ear, man, really just catapulted my own personal journey. You know what I'm saying? So that's another example of morphic resonance because I'm pretty sure your dad came from, you know what I'm saying, similar circumstances that we grew up in. He changed his behavior patterns. That automatically created an example for us. You know what I'm saying? It may have taken time for us, like I said, to download that and process that information. Because you you know what it was about my dad? My dad, regardless of what age we were, my dad talked to us like men. He talked to us like we were already grown. You know what I'm saying? Like he expected us to understand what he was saying. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, he foreshadowed. I'm sorry. No, you got it. I was gonna say you never should cheat the kids, man. They smarter than us, man. You should never cheat them. So now, now we I'm like they people. You know what I mean? Now we standing in in those same shoes. The the slightest thing that we might say, do, or something that a a record or something that we leave sitting around, you know what I mean? The slightest thing, you never know really how it could touch a a young person's soul. If if we if we playing around uh, with the fuckery in and out of the fuckery, you know what I'm saying? It, it, It has the same effect. Except the opposite, the opposite direction. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yo, real talk, Bones. You might be the reason that I have, I give like men, highly religious men, men that got their respect for the church or whatever, that I give them so much respect. Because remember when we was young boys, man, we, we came over your house one day. This dude was in there studying Bibles, bro. You had the biggest Bible I ever seen in my life on that table <laughs> with this big giant bookmark with other Bibles around it. And when <laughs> cats decided they wanted to make fun of you, it was nah. You leave that nigga alone. You know what I'm saying? That nigga into the book, let him be into the book. That's still my home. You know what I'm saying? 
And right. it rubbed off on me a little bit, but you know, I just never been into religion like that. I just, I don't know, religion just too much close to pain to me, bro. Cause I don't know, I don't, yeah. But you, in that book, <laughs> yeah, you had me chump a couple cats over there. Like, nah, y'all gonna just let bull be. Now, I mean, I even gave it a try, bro. Cause I had to understand what 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 was you was my best friend, dog, and I ain't understand it. Like this dude said, hey, you know, yo, I got three girls at the crib. One of them for you. Oh, I'ma stay in the crib, read my book. You gonna read the book? This nigga gonna read this book all his life. Like life gonna pass this cat by. And then who would have knew? Years later, you know, I walked in the church a Muslim, and then I walked out that John a Christian. You know what I'm saying? And I and after that, I've been professing my life, you know what I mean, to, and, and that's the only way I can, I'm an Islamic Christian. I'm like a nomadic Christian. And the only part of the Christian in me is I'm telling people my story of my life or what got me from A to B. And right. this is how I got here. And some faith got me here. I had faith in you. I had faith in Kenny. I had faith in a lot of people in my life. You know what I'm saying? But look how much negative was around us when we was growing up, Bones, a lot. A lot. We even tried a lot of it, which didn't even work. It didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't yeah, work. You know, the way I look at that, man, is that, you know, the, what I've learned is that it's pieces to the puzzle and all these things are schools of thought. If, if your goal is not everybody's goal to reach the, the, peak, the pinnacle of the pyramid, the highest level of, of consciousness, Christ consciousness, as some people put it. That's not everybody's goal. So some people might take one piece of the puzzle and be okay with that. I look at them all as schools of thought. If your goal is to transcend into higher consciousness, then you got to travel through all these schools of thoughts. At one time in the ancient times, we had, you know, we had different chambers. Uh, we had different schools that we would go through where we go through different chambers to reach that point. We don't have those mystery schools no more. You know what I'm saying? In, in, in Chinese culture, they got the Shaolin where you go through different chambers. We don't have those type of structures, no. But but the schools of thought still exist. So Christianity, Islam, five percent, all that, all those were schools of thought, and and I had to pass through all those schools of thoughts in order to transcend to the point that I'm at now. And I think that the I think that the big boss at the end of the board is yourself. Like in the movie, if you remember the movie Star Wars, when Luke. You know what I'm saying? The original Star Wars, Luke had to go in and, 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 and uh, he had to go into the, his final test. And, and when Darth Vader took the mask off, it was his self that he was looking at. So I think that the fight at the fight, the big at the end of all of those schools of thoughts is yourself. And, mm. and, 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 and you got to pass through that chamber. That's the final chamber that you pass through, which is to me, my experience is the most complicated. Christianity was challenging going to theology school. Get my hands on the lessons, and I'm saying the five percent lessons without necessarily getting trapped in the dogma of it. All those things were challenging, but mastering myself has been the most challenging. So to me, that's like the big boss. But all of them are schools of thoughts that I feel like if your goal is to reach Christ, Christ the ultimate Christ consciousness, you gotta understand all these different schools of thoughts in order to come to the conclusion that they all connect. And they really all saying the same thing at the end of the day. Yeah, how about that? That part. Uh, I ain't got to say shit that. now. I ain't got to say nothing now. Thank you, man. Ain't nothing else to say. 
that's clear. That's that's that's, that's clear. That's clearly provided. <laughs> straight up, straight up. Mm. I got nothing. You know what I mean, bro? I ain't got nothing. Anything I was going to interject into that? <laughs> Took care of me. I mean, truth sets you free, man. I'm saying, truth sets you free. There's a lot of perpetration going on. People forgot who they was. The one profound thing that you said, Dredd, is that, you know, um, all those books are linked, man. You can't just go through one. You got to travel through all of them if you're going to achieve understanding or overstanding, however you want to say it. If you're you going to get it, you got to, yeah, I mean, travel through all them schools, man. Yeah. Our job is not to alienate. Our job sitting here as men, educated men, elevated men, melanated men. Our job is to tie up all the loose ends, man, and show us that we all one. Right. In order to be a leader, you got to have an open mind. Better. It's, it's short leadership if you don't. <laughs> Self being the most complicated one because before right. we before we even come to a point where we know ourselves, we've already been programmed and and, and conditioned, and we've already we've already fell into certain vices and distractions. It's, so, it's a lot. It's a lot to it, bro. First, you got the you got the master, the almost unmastered. And you got to get control of your emotions. You know what I'm saying? To train your thoughts to actually work in one direction so that you can function. You know what I'm saying? And after training your thoughts to control your emotions, bro, you patience, patience and time. You know what I'm saying? Time is the world's greatest answer. If you, you got a question, ask it right now. I guarantee you. It might take a year. It might take two. It might be 30 seconds. But time going to give you that answer, bro. Time right. definitely time definitely waits for no man. And it always got an answer to your mysterious question. You just got to be patient. I mean, and, and control. Control. I learned, I learned this one off you, Bones, the control aspect. What you say when you read the Bruce Lee book? You, you you drew all these circles on a piece of paper and you started talking all this craziness about which circle would you want to be? And you draw the circle, you draw a circle in the middle. Would you rather be the circle in the middle, standing there looking at everything going around you? Would you rather be on that outer ring of the circle, staring at the middle of the circle? Or do you want to be in that inside track of the circle, going around with everything as a part of the flow? You know, you got to get, find your lane of control but you can't find that so you can be able to control your emotions. I'll use myself as, as an example. I am a successful alcoholic that quit drinking for over a year now because my source of me wanting to drink was the, the fact that I couldn't, I couldn't control my happiness factor or my sadness factor. My emotion was always out of whack. So the more my emotion was out of whack, I drunk. Soon as I got control of my emotions, I was able to stop myself from drinking because I convinced myself I have no purpose in it. You know? Yo, for me hearing that, man, that's deep, man. You know what well, I mean? You know, we we've known each other forever, man. And, and so you hey, know, we I've talked seen... about we talked about that, bro. We was in our early 20s. Right. Right. A lot of things we went through in life, bro, stuck with me. 
You know what I'm saying? That's why you always be family, man. It's mad love for you, always, from this side. I mean, the whole side. I represent my whole family when I say that. My sisters is your sisters. My father was your father. You know what I'm saying? A lot of what we went through in life formulated me to be the man that I am today. That's how I know and why I know we got to be the forefront. You know what I'm saying? Somebody got to be the example. We was examples for each other, Bones. When, it, when we was young and you wasn't into all the shit that I was into. You know, you ain't had, I don't know, your friends was down area, yeah, but my friends up Logan was crooks, robbers and thieves and shit. I'm taking you out in the street. You know, you got me away from that because I ain't want you as a part of that. You know what I'm saying? And then being around you, to keep you away from that, I had to go to your neighborhood sometime and hang around your friends. No disrespect to some of them niggas, but they was music fucking nerds. They they was in the house as people. That wasn't the people I was around, but it gave me something else to do other than carrying my gun. You know what I'm saying? I was 15, man, with the strap. I had a strap since I was, what, 15, 16 years old. I carried a gun to school. It only took me one time to get robbed at Dobbins. You know, hanging around you and Kenny. I started leaving at home. Now I got friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, a lot of what we went through as children and young men, man, formulated the person I am today. So I, I, I got a lot of that to, to owe to my friendship to you. Because who, who knows where I would have been if I had all that time that I spent with you playing pro wrestling and shit. I could have been running around with these niggas getting money. You know where them niggas at that was getting money at now? Smoking crack, uh, dead, jail, homelessness, living in bandos, can't support they self. That whole team of niggas I was running with, bro, was only three successful out of all that. And one of them had to go to jail for damn near forever to get it right. Mm. That's deep, man, because I didn't know all of that. (laughs) 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 I didn't know all of that. You deserve deserve your flowers, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like real (laughs) shit. I watched you grow up from a little puny, little pain in the ass ass dude to... Ah, man, I remember when you left to go hitchhike to see your dad. Like, you've always been the one to do the most off-the-wall shit that nobody understood. And I had to defend you. Like, <laughs> he cool. Like, what's up with your man? I heard he, uh... <laughs> he, he on the road with a stomach. <laughs> he be back. Five years later, he right back. You know what I'm saying? We ain't seen you in a, a, a month of Sundays, bro. I ended up in the hospital fit to die when my brain blew the hell up. And I wake up and you right there. You know oh, what God. I mean? Like, how can you forget that? You know what I'm saying? And then when I came home, who I come home hanging out with? My drug doing street robbing ass friends. You know what I'm saying? But then when I see y'all niggas and y'all come over to look on y'all face just to see me alive, made me not want to be around them no more. Because y'all appreciate it. You know what That's- I'm saying? Love look like that. Ah, man, that's that's wild. The 10 line, man. Yeah, how about that? That it is. But yeah, yeah, Bones, Terry Keller, Ellen Nodge, man, you deserve your flowers, bro. Know what I mean? Remember, you was working with the kids. I man, I remember the first that you taught me how to actually line a track up on Fruity Loops. 
because I couldn't count bars. I, bro, everything from the rap. This man gave me my confidence when I was a kid. And then I'm the older one. You know, I was just more of a less, the, I wouldn't even call us the, me the protector, but damn sure nobody wasn't bothering us when we was together. You know what I'm saying? That's my bro. But a lot of things when we was in life, I looked at that I wanted to do because of my anxiety and self-esteem issues. I lived through my little brother and that's him. You know what I'm saying? And I watched you turn from a confused young man to being an honorable gentleman. And that's dope. That's dope. Ooh. That's dope. Definitely congratulations to you, sir. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. You left me speechless on that one, bro. <laughs> Good job. Hey. People have no right to expect anything from this establishment because it wasn't set up for them. They wasn't brought to this country to be given democracy. They was brought to this country to do some work, to labor and to obey. And once the machines made a whole lot of these jobs obsolete, it tended to make a whole lot of the people obsolete. Now, we keep worrying about the American promise and the American dream, and we forget it wasn't made to us. And the white man has not betrayed anything because he didn't promise us anything in the, um, in, in the first place. Now, the role of institutions in a, dominant, in, in a society is to reflect the power that controls that society. So we have American institutions arrayed against us, and we naively expect these institutions to reform themselves 